Welcome to the Community Development Podcast. A podcast dedicated to community development practice and approaches, sharing our learning and connecting the workforce. My name is Russell. Welcome to episode 31 of the Community Development Podcast and before I have the pleasure of introducing today's guest, Anna Clark from the International Association of Community Development. A quick plug for the last couple of episodes that we've put out. The last episode was with Christian Noakes from the Peace, Land and Bread Journal. Christian's the associate editor there, wrote an absolutely phenomenal essay called Displacement of the Dispossessed, Community Development Under Capitalism. And Christian and I got together to talk about the dispossessing effect that gentrification has within primarily the urban realm, but not exclusively. And Christian brought an interesting American perspective on, on some of those things. And certainly anyone who is in, um, in any urban environment, uh, I would guess, but certainly it resonated with me in the UK, would find a lot in common with what Christian has uh, witnessed in Atlanta, primarily where he's based, but also in California, where he's from originally, and other parts of the United States. Before that, 29, episode 29, uh, we discussed data or dinner, data poverty with Rob Ashelford, who at that point in time was head of Nesta in Wales, and was discussing the report that had recently been published back in May called Data Poverty in Wales and Scotland. Uh, And quite a stark picture um, is painted in that with as many as a million people in Wales and Scotland having to face uh, making uh, decisions around, you know, how they use mobile data, how they use internet data and the like. So welcome to the podcast, Anna. Sorry to keep you waiting. Anna Clark, how are you? I'm very well, thanks Russell. I'm happy to be here this morning. You're calling from Northern Ireland. Where exactly in Northern Ireland? I live just outside a town called Maherfelt in County Derry. So if you're looking at a map of Northern Ireland and you can see a very large um, body of water in the middle, which is Loch Ney, Maherfelt is just at the northern tip of Loch Ney. I thought given that we were talking internationally today in respect to the IACD and, and having that global perspective, I thought it would help um, just help people orientate themselves a little bit. Anna, what, what's your, before we get into the, the, the guts of this and around the IACD and its history, its mission, its work, what's your background and what's your connection with community development? I've been working in the field of community development probably for the guts of about 30 years now. I uh, qualified in the late 1990s in Manchester in England and I've worked in a variety of different contexts and settings since then both in England and here in in the north of Ireland. In England um, I've been employed as a neighbourhood community worker uh, on a very large housing estate just outside Liverpool. I worked in independent immigration advice in inner city Liverpool and then moved into enterprise development for a a little while before moving here to Northern Ireland in 96. Um, Worked initially on the very first EU peace and reconciliation funding programme for a couple of years and then moved to regional voluntary sector organisation that worked right across rural communities in Northern Ireland. The rural Community Network. I was there for about 10 years coordinating um, network support for a, a, a body of sub-regional networks and then moved into a learning and development role really promoting community development learning, training and development which I did for about eight years. It was a great job, loved RCN, loved working with rural communities and the diversity that that brought 
Um, then 2007, I left and began working on a freelance basis, uh, which I've been doing since then with a variety of different types of um, programs of work, a lot of community-based training, community research, evaluation, um, engagement processes. And then 2015, co-founded Prospect Awards with a couple of colleagues. And that really is doing very similar work. We're a learning design development agency and our focus is very much on community development practice. So that's that's a whistle-stop tour. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Northern Ireland and North of Ireland. Um, we've had a couple of episodes. So I'm, I, 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 and I often say podcasts are like, or podcast episodes are like children. You're not supposed to have a favourite one. And I don't, but I, I've always been struck by how much I learnt through the conversation. And, and you, you mentioned learning and development there. It always happens with these conversations that I come out at the end of it having learned something I did in the last one with Christian around Atlanta and, and gentrification and things like that. And I can remember speaking to Johnny Curry, it would have been a couple of years ago now, it was well before the pandemic, mm-hmm. who works in East Belfast. Absolutely fascinating. In many ways, talks about a lot of the similar things that I've talked about in the past in post-industrial communities in South Wales and the South Wales Valleys or in you know urban areas like you know such as what you've referred to uh, in Liverpool and Manchester but of course the context was was a lot different and that context is always important so we're going to talk about the IACD the International Association of Community Development clearly a global perspective it's got boots on the ground as it were in a, in a huge number of territories around the around the world I'm interested in how that 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 local context then still remains relevant, still remains salient, given the global perspective that that people have. Because we often talk about not wanting to parachute in and out, but of course, it, it's almost difficult not to when you're at that global um, sort of focus, or at the very least continental, with some of the networks that you've got. But before we get into some of that, Anna, um, IACD. If someone's listening to this and isn't familiar with it as an organisation, with its mission. Mm-hmm. What would be, be some of the, the headline things that people would benefit from knowing about? Okay, well, the International Association for Community Development, or IACD as it's more easily referred to, um, <laughs> is essentially a global network for community development practitioners. And that is very much thinking about practitioners in a broad sense. So it's people who are employed in community development roles, maybe working on the ground in grassroots communities, but also perhaps in in coordination or management roles within organisations as well. Community development practitioners in the sense of being community uh, work educators, maybe working in educational institutions, colleges, um, universities. Policy research roles are also very relevant in terms of the community development practitioner perspective as well. And we do have a body of student membership as well. Um, those who are embarking, if you like, on their professional journey and, and, and engaging in higher education around that. And of course, there's a wide, a wide, wide number of people active within their own communities as activists and as volunteers. So it's it's a broad family in terms of the perspectives that people are coming from. And we have an international membership, but it's also important to say that IACD has a very clear definition of community development. And a main part of our purpose is to promote community development as a discipline and as a profession where we can coalesce together around a common understanding of what that is. So as a global organisation, key part of our purpose is to promote that discipline, that understanding on a shared basis, whilst at the same time recognising the different contexts that people are working um, and engaged in. And that 
multidisciplinary aspect is, is quite important as well, isn't it? Because people might be coming at this from maybe a health perspective or a local economic development perspective, education work, maybe work to do with you know, gender or equality, whatever it might be. But it's trying to coalesce around that sort of more, uh, that, that common uh, understanding then, isn't it? It is, yes. We recognise that, that there are plenty of our membership who are employed directly by a community development organisation and are in a community development role. And then there are other, as you said, allied disciplines where people are using community development approaches. Um, that can be very wide and varied. Um, but mm. the, com the common issue is that we have that shared understanding of what the discipline of community development is. Yeah, and uh, you head to the uh, the website aacdglobal.org uh, and on the, the, the landing page for the About tab is um, uh, is a bit more about this and it gets under the, the, the skin of that a little bit more in terms of terminologies and definitions and so on. But I've always been struck at the very top of uh, of, of, of that by, by the, the main logo is it says without community development there is no sustainable development and it seems that although we've had this conversation several times in different uh, different dates in the diary, we're talking now against the backdrop of the, the climate summit that's taking place in, in Glasgow at the minute, COP26. They'll be talking a lot about sustainability. That sort of term will be getting used. My fear is, uh, without forensically anal analysing everything that everyone is saying during that from afar, is that community development won't be getting mentioned anywhere near as, as much. And on, on a surface level, I can, I can understand and appreciate why that is. But it's fairly emphatic a statement, isn't it, on the part of the IACD that, you know, one cannot have one without the other. Mm. Yes, and it is intentional. Um, the, the statement itself dates back to uh, a time when IACD um, was, was very heavily involved in working around promoting the sustainable development goals, but looking at that from the point of view of the role that community development and community development practitioners can play in raising awareness and understanding of the importance of the SDGs and also the role that community development can play in working towards delivery with communities around the different goals that are within the SDGs as well. Tell me a little bit about certain listeners about the networks that you've got that helps, I suppose, organise, for a better word, the different sort of territories and jurisdictions that um, are you know, in the membership around the globe, because you've got sort of Oceania, there's Sub-Saharan Africa and, and Europe and so on. Yeah, so we are a global organisation and probably one of the easiest ways to kind of describe this um, picture, if you like, uh, is through the structure that we have. So we have a board of um, directors who are also charity trustees. There's 20 of us and we're from the different global regions around the world. So we have directors on the board from Europe, as you said, from Oceania, from Sub-Saharan Africa, North America, South and Central America, Southeast Asia, and so on. Um, so we have about seven or eight different global regions represented, uh, Middle East and North Africa as well. And whilst we are a global organisation, um, we don't see it as part of our role to organise um, on behalf of IACD independently within regions. Our directors are networked to existing structures and infrastructure uh, within each of their own regions. So that would be national organisations, regional networks, <clears throat> 
and the, the the role of the director in each region is to connect with that infrastructure that exists um, uh, but to promote then community development on an international basis and provide that conduit if you like for connecting in then to IACD and disseminating and sharing the learning um, that comes from one region across the global regions through the organisation that we are. And that's the networking aspect that's really important. There's, there's a strong emphasis on um, the networking that facilitates sharing and knowledge exchange and practice exchange. And there's a wealth of resources on the website as well. 1953, the organisation was, was set up, so it's, it's, it's been around a long time as well. Yes, it's getting on for its 70th birthday. Mm, eligible for a bus pass. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Russell, don't be asking me about the early days because no, no, I wasn't no, no, around no, then. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely wouldn't dream um, of it. But I think it's fair to say that the organisation, it does have a long history and it has morphed and changed uh, quite a bit, as, as many organisations of that age would do in that time frame. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, now we are operationally based in Scotland. And the organisation has been operationally based there for a number of years. We are uh, currently a company limited by guarantee and a charity registered with the Scottish Scottish Charities Commission, um, OSCAR. But we are in the process, uh, which you may be aware of, of changing our legal status to becoming a Scottish Charitable Incorporated organisation. So that will simplify things again. And and that's probably just an example of the kinds of changes that the organisation has gone through over the decades anyway, keeping up to date, um, fit for purpose and um, and ready for the future, really. Yeah. Uh, so some of those governance developments are very much about placing ourselves and strengthening our position in terms of the future of the organisation as well. The slightly dry but nevertheless necessary uh, bits of, uh, of what, of what organisations need to need to be attentive to but there is a fascinating story uh, a look back over time for the organization uh, what i love with these things as well is is how, how language changes as well sometimes uh, and terminologies change and evolve and take on different meanings and i find it quite a fascinating read looking back since uh, since 1953 and its sort of establishment or its, its, its origins in the united states and how th- you know, phrases like you know, war on poverty and 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 reference to sort of underprivileged communities and how such the terms evolve and change i find that i find that fascinating so Anna, we mentioned the, the summit taking place in, in Glasgow at the moment. Mm-hmm. Clearly the pandemic in its global reach and nature and impact has been uppermost in a lot of people's minds of late. Hugely complex uh, issue as well and, and, and will have different, like I said earlier about context, will have impacted differently in different um, parts of the parts of the world. But w- what does an organisation like the IECD do when when it when it becomes aware that there's this, this thing called a pandemic happening and it's going to be pretty existential. It's going to be pretty impactful. What was the thinking at the time as, as this was beginning to happen? I think, in, you know, in the early days of the pandemic, I think none of us really knew exactly what we were facing, really. And any organisation would have would have been in the same situation. Mm. One of the things that we did early on was to try and capture from our membership and from directors in the different global regions, just a, you know, a picture to build our understanding of what the situation was like in the different regions. Um, that was a very helpful way of getting a sense of how the the, the pandemic, as I said, in, in the early months was impacting communities in different parts of the world. What did that look like? And what were some of the responses that were happening within countries and within regions as well? Mm-hmm. And that's fair to say that 
that mirrored probably what a lot of other organisations were doing too. It helped us formulate a statement that we put out in 2020. And really part of our role as a global network is very much about trying to continually support and demonstrate solidarity with communities that are impacted, but support practitioners through continuously sharing information about what is happening in other parts of the world, what some of those responses are, not just on the ground, but also at a policy level, and continuing to raise awareness of the differential impacts that Mm. the, the pandemic and other global issues have on specific communities that are already experiencing um, disadvantage and marginalisation. And the the statement that we put out last year, um, you know, highlighted that particularly and continue to do so. But we did feel that it was a very, very important factor. Pandemic itself and also other global, major global issues like climate justice were things that we felt increasingly as an organisation, we need to take greater cognizance of. 2020, we were going through a strategic planning process. So what we also did was specifically um, make reference to the importance of addressing supporting communities and regional actions to address those issues in our strategy. Um, and, And that was a slight shift from previously. We've made that conscious decision now to incorporate that within our strategic plan as well. We produced a set of uh, one of our publications, Practice Insights, around the pandemic um, and the ways in which different communities in different parts of the world, A, were being impacted and B, responding, um, and also um, continued to focus around that in terms of our conference planning as well and trying to, you know, um, make adaptations to ensure that we could respond to deliver our services in a way that was meaningful for people to continue yeah. to engage. And again, that mirrors a lot of other organisations. And easier said than done. And uh, recently finished a piece of work looking at the concept of resilience in the in the third sector in Wales. And many community organisations contributed to that who would um, say that they are involved in and engaged in community development activity and approaches, uh, many of them. Uh, and this this almost like constant adaptation as well. It was almost like constant innovation in response to new challenges emerging or new issues rearing their head. One of the things I found interesting, which I did see in some of the discourse and some of the, the conversations the IECD was sort of facilitating, but which I didn't see to any great extent in sort of mainstream kind of media analysis, certainly from a UK perspective around the pandemic, was the extent that you will have members, you, you will, you do have members from territories where pandemics, you know, maybe not on the scale of COVID, but things like SARS and MERS and things like that have broken out previously and that actually some territories have experience in ad- addressing them. Uh, and I do wonder whether maybe from a UK perspective, there was a slight sort of blind spot to the extent to which, yes, we were talking about things being unprecedented, but only to us, <laughs> you know, in the, in the UK, mm-hmm. from a relatively privileged yeah. and advantaged position, whereas other territories have perhaps dealt with these things. And then, as you, as you refer to, the, the, um, the, you know, the unequal impact that they might have and the differential impact that they might have on different people and different cohorts within, within, within society. The ICD seemed alert to that in a way that I, I didn't necessarily see in some of the other analyses 
Yeah, and I think um, that's one of the, the benefits of being uh, or the advantages of being an international organisation that actually has an international board of directors as well. It's the, the board and the membership that are the key aspects there, as opposed to simply we're an organisation that works around the world. Mm. We are international because of the people that are involved on the board in terms of um, bringing that, that diverse experience, knowledge and life you know, from living living in different parts of the world and also the expertise in terms of the skills and knowledge from different aspects of practice uh, in relation to community development. So we have in the past produced other editions of Practice Insights that have focused on other major global issues, as you pointed out, you know, this pandemics are not new and other major global crises um, that are associated with climate change as well are not new um, and former editions of Practice Insights and and webinars and conferences and seminars have focused on those too. So within the organisation, there is a strong body of um, expertise and knowledge that is is there to be shared, that our directors and members um, bring and do share. But part of the challenge for us is about how we really maximise the benefit of that, I suppose. I've mentioned Oceania, South America. I think where else has had a mention? Atlanta, Belfast, Maharafelt, Liverpool, South Wales. I mean, if someone is working in a community somewhere, um, you know, let's be honest, and I've experienced this. I mean, perhaps you have as well. And there will be certainly members and people list- of the ICD and people listening to this who will be in a similar boat or have been in a similar boat. Community work can be quite lonely. You know, it can be kind of you, you know, on an estate in, in a community. And yes, there's local people there. But in terms of that traditional kind of working office environment, it can be a little bit lonely, outreach and, and, and the like. And I can recall any number of instances where, where that was the case for myself. Sometimes the global and the international can feel a bit abstract and feel a bit remote. What would be the potential benefit then to that, that community worker, that you know, slightly isolated community worker, notwithstanding their own local networks and things and line management structures and the like? But how would they benefit from engaging with IACD? That's a really good question, Russell. Um, and I mean, for me personally, I find being involved in IACD uh, and, and really, you know, in, in the years that I've been a member, uh, increasingly that it it might be global, but actually it feels like a, a relatively close-knit family in many respects. And I'm, I'm not just talking about the board. I find that I have been through the organisation, I have been able to foster links and connections that have been professionally beneficial to me in terms of my, you know, my ability to take some of that back and input that into my own practice within communities, Um, but also bring that family to the communities that I work with as well. Um, Increasingly, I am able to use the, the links and the connections to broaden out the awareness and the engagement of the communities that I'm working with as well, um, so that they're also engaging on an international basis. It just sort of grows and mushrooms in terms of the value and the benefit. And I suppose in many respects, because we work remotely the majority of the time, apart from potentially when we have the opportunity to engage in a a conference that we get along to which is you know for the last two years hasn't been a possibility Mm -hmm. it brings people all around the world into your office or your sitting room or wherever it is that you're working you know on the the computer 
and so suddenly you're sitting in a meeting and there are people there from every region around the world and and you do that on a regular basis and you get to know them just as much as you do somebody who might work in another part of your own country um, or be even part of your own organization um, so it it really it's international but it feels very much like a group of peers that you get the opportunity to know and know well and understand the context that they're working in and the way they work, the constraints, the limitations, the opportunities, the different approaches, tools, techniques, all those kinds of things. Um, and suddenly you have all of that then at your fingertips. And also it's the opportunity to, to explore and tease out with people who are also involved in community development, some of the re real key challenges that you might have from your own professional practice perspective. Um, and those are issues that are often universal, um, concerns that are universal, and struggles that are universal. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. that chance to connect around all of that, explore, challenge, debate is, is hugely beneficial. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I like about it on a very kind of practical level, and again, it's on that humane level as well, again, making things less abstract, I suppose, bringing things a little bit closer to home, is is the sense of kind of reciprocity that can develop as well. And that sense that people have kind of offered maybe, you know, their experience, their learning, their wisdom, talked maybe quite honestly about their frustrations, their struggles, the challenges and obstacles that they've encountered. And that sense that um, others then feel in inclined and a bit more confident to do so. And you create this kind of sense of, of reciprocity where people want to give back, but there's necessarily no obligation to, but it encourages them to come forward and to, to take part in the next meeting or the next network or, or whatever else it might be. And I think that's quite, quite important. Um, around sort of creating that kind of you know, sort of trusting and, and, and meaningful as well sort of relationships between individuals who, you know, as we hope, I'm sure, I'm sure we're giving a good impression, might be in, in, in vastly different territories thousands of miles away. And the interesting thing is that when, when you have the opportunity to, you know, to sit in and be part of some of those conversations, if you're new to it, then like, it, like with anything, you might be a little bit uh, more inclined to sort of sit back a bit and just take time to listen and, mm. and you know get a sense and a feel for for things but the more people do engage um the more i think they they discover that it it is a community of practice and we are all grappling with similar issues no matter how experienced any of us might be or mm. how new to it we might be we have a lot of things in common, that it is really beneficial to be able to have a forum where you can share, you, you can learn from listening, but you can learn a lot more from actually the, the, the engagement around the dialogue, the discourse, um, the debate, um, and, you know, teasing out what different, what people mean by different um, perspectives or approaches, and how that might work. But you always are able, I feel, um, speaking personally, to go away and take something with you that you can work with and work up and use yeah. that moves things on for you. It is really helpful. There's a lot to be said as well for that, almost that, that sense of affirmation that those feelings you feel, those challenges you're facing, others have done so too and have felt the same and that it's not it's almost like you know, it's not just you <laughs> as, as it were. I think that mm -hmm. can be in itself can be quite quite empowering for people. 
difficult question. What does the future hold? Who knows? Um, but for the IACD, you, you referred to the sort of strategic review process and obviously some of the governance changes that you're employing. But what does the immediate future hold for IACD? Where does it see itself going in the next couple of years? Well, we do have our current strategy, which runs to 2024. And I suppose, as all good strategies should, that sort of sets the direction for us. I think IACD is on a very strong footing. We have a very committed body of of directors. Uh, We have a full complement of directors. Uh, There are 20 places on the board and all 20 places are full. People are always keen to join the board you know, when we recruit each year for for vacancies. So that's always really positive. We are in a really challenging situation globally. Everybody is in terms of the the, the kind of key issues that we're we're all facing. Um, And they're really pertinent issues for community development practice. You'll have noticed in our statement around COP26 that the, the statement made a quite strong call in relation to community development workers organisations and community leaders um, to support the development of community awareness, analysis and climate action within community development practice. We do feel that this is something that's really critical and that is a direction of travel that I am sure we will be Mm. picking up speed on and strengthening our efforts around, as well as other key issues that are critical um, for communities particularly those marginalised communities that experience disadvantage and discrimination. So continuing to focus work around gender equality, anti-racism and around climate action are key areas for us to focus on in the years to come, as well as continuing to promote the discipline and the practice of community development. Um, You'll know from the website and from your own involvement, we have a set of standards that we launched in 2018. It's phenomenal when I look at the the website and I see how many languages they've been translated into. Mm. And that's a continual work in progress. Every year we we bring forward more um, translations. But I would hasten to add that that is not at IACD's behest. We have members who are coming forward and saying, I would like to translate these into the language of my country and and do that on a voluntary basis. So the promotion of the standards is something that's that's a continual um, priority for us, encouraging people to share how they're using them and build that sense of practice around linking practice to standards is important. And obviously as well, we have a forthcoming book on international community development practice that's due out on the 26th of November. We're working on a second book with Springer this time. The first one's with Rutledge, the second one is with Springer. And that's um, on the back of the global conference that took place in Kenya, or rather virtually (laughs) in Kenya. Um, so there are some some exciting things, um, you know, emerging. And of course, next global conference, June 2022 in Areki in Georgia. So there's a lot of things happening. And in between times, um, our directors, supported by Meredith, our administrator, continue to undertake the sort of the monthly activities around the networking support, the webinars for members in different regions and practice insights two to three times a year as well. 
You mentioned a bit earlier about Scotland. I mean, I must confess, uh, as someone doing community work and community development based in Wales, I do sometimes find myself looking enviously to Scotland and the apparatus, the infrastructure, the kind of the strength of the networks. You know, we've got, you know, I've got, you know I'm part of them and we have them here, but there seems to be a greater coherence then um, in, in Scotland. You mentioned being based in Scotland and adopting a particular legal status with respect to Scotland. Is that fair on my part, thinking and looking to Scotland enviously in in that way? Well, I think there's a huge amount of really strong um, emphasis on communities that has been growing in Scotland and is is well established now, which, as as you say, is often looked at very enviously. Mm. IACD has really benefited from strong relationship with community development organisations in Scotland over the years. Um, We have two directors currently on our board from Scotland, and both of those have, uh, you know, extremely well connected within the infrastructure, community development infrastructure within Scotland as well, and hugely knowledgeable, which is all all to our benefit. We work very well in partnership with other national Scottish organisations, and that's a reciprocal relationship. Um, we promote their um, events and activities, and and vice versa, um, reciprocal membership, uh, and also, um, uh, also to highlight the ongoing strategic support that IACD receives from the Scottish Government, which is hugely important for us, not least in terms of the financial resourcing, but also in terms of that strategic relationship. Um, And that's something that we have uh, with our directors in Scotland worked very hard to build up. It is a strong relationship and it is definitely one that we want to maintain and to strengthen further. Um, um, I'm very pleased to be able to say that that's looking um, very positive as well. But IACD really is hugely appreciative of the support of the Scottish Government and of the relationship that we have with a number of Scottish national organisations as well. I suppose it's a question of other territories looking to emulate that, I guess, isn't it, rather? And, and not imitate it. What happens in Scotland is is re- reflective of the, of the Scottish context, but uh, certainly to emulate it rather than imitate it, I think, is a, a challenge for the rest of us, I suppose, in other territories. I'm really grateful for your time, Anna. I'll let you get back to things. Uh, I'm really pleased as well that we finally got back. <laughs> we finally managed to get this in the diary. Uh, I know it's been around and about um, for, 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 for many weeks. Um, and, you know, just from my personal perspective, you know, I've loved been a member for it must be about six or seven years now it's a bit longer than that maybe eight years now there's a, a, a wealth of resource uh, ex, uh, expertise uh, the, the passion the enthusiasm as well comes through from people and if people do find the time to join some of the networks they are really really enjoyable it can be quite sobering some of the issues that that raise and like you said mm-hmm. we're all you know many of us are facing some of the same sort of difficult and transient uh, challenges but um, you know it, it, it's important to be able to sort of approach some of those with a smile on your face as well and, and that often is the case there's a lot of laughing as well that takes part in some of the networks and the ones I've been part of and there's a lot to be said for that for, for things being fun any sure. final comments final words from you I would just encourage anyone who's interested to have a look at the website, obviously become a member, but primarily engage. I think the engagement is a good way of of finding out more about who we are, what we do and what the benefits of engagement with IACD are. As you've said, the issues that we're all grappling with all around the world are hugely complex and they're all interconnected with each other. We can talk about COVID-19 as a pandemic and then we can move on to talk about climate 
action and we can move on to talk about something else but these issues are all strongly interconnected and uh, impact on each other um we have our societies around the world have some huge challenges ahead of us um and it's important i think that we think about the long term as well as the immediate and the short term and i'm saying that because community development as a way of working with communities that is about empowering it's about promoting social justice and it's about promoting human rights has a huge role to play and collectively when we engage with each other we have a stronger potential to take that forward in a meaningful way than any of us really are going to be able to do on an individual basis and that's the whole power and benefit of being part of a networking organization well said so on facebook it's iacd global Uh, on twitter it's iacd underscore global once again thanks anna for your time and and we'll keep on doing what you're doing and the icd the same thank you very much russell and uh, thanks for the opportunity to share thoughts and ideas and views thank you for listening to the community development podcast follow the podcast on twitter at com devd podcast c-o-m-m-d-e-v-t podcast and to support the podcast and help it share learning connect the workforce and raise the profile and the merits of community development approaches why not become a patreon at patreon.com forward slash the cd podcast <laughs>